Hello friends, I'm Vance Rains, Senior Pastor of First Church Coral Springs. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this is a source of inspiration and faith as you grow in your walk with Christ. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the message. So this week, you have been the magnetic community. It was as if on cue, from last week we spoke about, not we, Pastor Van spoke about magnetic kindness, and you poured out in kindness what it means to love others. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're like the community in Acts chapter 2, where you just loved each other, shared what you had, Am I messing up again? Loved each other, sharing what you have, and just being there for each other. We, throughout the week, studied together, worshiped together, sharpened each other. We help each other be better Christians. That is wonderful. But as you know, as attractive as that is, Magnets also repel, right? And you heard that, the first message that we talked about, that um, there are some behaviors that we have that we shield from the magnet, right? We, we, we don't let God reach those places. We hold on to that. We don't give that up. We have some behaviors that spring from a place that makes those behaviors repulsive. Just a little snippet from Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, Feet that are quick to rush into evil, false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. One who stirs up dissension. You know, I don't want to dwell too much on this, but there is one more that came to my attention after the 8 o'clock service. Now there's a big game that's going to be played today. And some people are so upset about what happened a few weeks ago that they have decided they cannot forgive this referee and they're not gonna watch the game today. Now as magnetized Christians, people who have the aroma of Christ, Can you find it in you to forgive this referee and just watch the game? If you were into football before, why stop now? Forgive this guy. Magnetize Christians, can you? But you weren't going to do that anyway. They already came early so they can go watch the game. When we are magnetized, the aroma of Christ pours from us. It springs from us. But sometimes um, 
Perhaps we could take a lesson from Walnut Grove Baptist Church, where they tell us just love everyone. God will sort them out later, right? <laughs> That's all we're called to do. As people who are like Christ, we just love everyone. Let God do the sorting out. That works? Amen. Amen. Thank you. But when we've been magnetized, we want to share it with other people. We want people to know, to know where the source of love comes from. We want them to find their reason for being. We want them to have a grounded center just like we do. Our desire to share Christ, though, is as a result of us being magnetized. I, I know if you've never experienced the pull of the magnet, if you've never experienced what it means to live in the power of Christ, then it would be hard to tell others. No? Huh? No? Good. If you haven't experienced the transforming power of the magnet, you might be hesitant to share, but you can borrow somebody else's story because it is Christ that we speak about. It's not really ourselves, right? So we might experience the power, but it is really Christ that we talk about, not ourselves. Follow me? Since we don't have another service after this one, we could be here a long time till you follow me, okay? <laughs> so so I, I need to know you're following me. So remember the guy on the stretcher in the, that, Je, that Jesus healed? He was paralyzed, and his four friends brought him to Jesus on a stretcher. If you don't remember this story, see me after church. And, and so... Jesus healed the guy on the stretcher, not because of what he, he did or his faith, but from the faith of his friends. The same is true today. If you haven't experienced the magnet, just talk about Jesus. Just talk about him. But while magnets attract and repel, there is also another quality. Magnets also propel. If you've ever been to Disney World on that train that takes you from the parking area to the actual park, that train is run by magnets. And they'll show a little clip as to how that works before I go on. What is a maglev train? The word maglev comes from the combination of magnet and levitation. Maglev trains take advantage of a physics principle that says two like magnetic poles will repel each other. For instance, the north pole of one magnet and the north pole of another magnet pointed at each other will push away from each other. But if we put a south magnetic pole and a north one together, they will attract. Maglev trains take advantage of both of these ideas, not only to provide levitation, but also propulsion. In order for the train to levitate, the two like poles are forced to repel each other like the magnets shown here. To provide propulsion, the train is outfitted with a north and south pole magnets along the sides. 
The Trek also has north and south pole magnets, whose poles can be switched quickly. As the poles are switched, the train is attracted to and then repelled by the same magnet. The faster the pole switches, the faster the train goes. So that train will go up to 383 miles an hour <clears throat> just by switching those magnets. That's a lot of power that we could have as magnetized Christians, can't we? As people <clears throat> who are magnetized by Christ, we go and tell. We tell others how to get magnetized. Magne our magnetism attracts others deeds which we are very good at and I want you to hear me today. You are a church with whom it is a blessing to serve and worship. You are good at telling others <clears throat> about Christ by your deeds. But words could use a little more. We attract others by deeds and words. People need to hear the story. They need to know where your source comes from, where your power comes from. They need to know. Tony Evans once said, the highest form of selfishness is to be content to go to heaven alone. Friends, who are you bringing along? Have you ever shared the word <clears throat> to anyone who needs to hear? Who are you bringing along? Who are you taking with you? We are being propelled to share the good news. The good news is the person, Jesus Christ. Oftentimes we think salvation is the good news. No, it is him, it is Jesus who gives us salvation. It is him who paid the penalty for our sins. It is him who makes us right with God. It is him who gives us peace and joy when people tell us we're nobody. When they think you don't have a right to exist, it is him who gives us strength. It is Jesus who we emulate. He is the good news. Why would you not want to share it? We treat this like the best kept secret. We don't tell others. Why wouldn't we want to share Jesus? We've relegated our family and friends to the mercy of a stranger. We think somebody else should tell them. Why? It is the Jesus that you love who is the source and center of our being. Why wouldn't you tell other people? I know I'm talking to the saints. Some of you are making faces at me like, I do this, how dare you say that? 
Well, can you help train some other people to do this? There is still more for us to do. There are so many people right here in our community today who are not worshiping today and they didn't go yesterday. Do you know how many casinos we have in Broward County? You wonder why they're so full? People need to hear. They're looking for fulfillment in all the wrong places. And we've got the secret kept to ourselves. D.T. Niles, a Methodist evangelist, the oxymoron of today, said evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where to find the bread. It is one of us Christians telling somebody out there how to become a Christian, how we got freed, how we got direction, how we got power to overcome the things that bog us down. Why did we become silent? Our predecessors in the faith, Methodists were on fire telling the story. But we've become silent. Not you, the other people that came earlier this morning. <laughs> it's the same message, so you've got to bear with me. Why don't we tell? Why don't we tell? There are many good organizations that do good work. The Kiwanis are good. The Lions Club are very good. The Rotary, very good. They do good works without the power to release people from bondage. We've got a story to tell. Brothers and sisters, we cannot keep silent anymore. You know, Jesus is available to everyone. Everyone? Everyone. Romans chapter 9, verses 30 to 32, just says it much better than I could put it. What then shall we say? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, a righteousness that is by faith, but the people of Israel who pursued it by the law as the way of righteousness have not attained their goal? Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if, as it, were, as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. We've got friends and relatives, people we love and care about, worshiping trees and crystals and all sorts of things. And they don't know the story. We've been silent. We can't make them believe, but we can tell them the story. Give them another option. 
Romans 10. Am I saying something really weird today? You've got these looks on your faces that I didn't see earlier. Romans chapter 10. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God. Based in knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. A few weeks ago, Pastor Vance showed you a survey and talked about the spiritual but not religious. The people who believe in something but, you know, they're doing their thing. They're trying to find their way. We need to help them, brothers and sisters. They have zeal for God, but it is not enlightened. In Romans chapter 10, we continue, the person who does these things is under the law, right? And they will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into, deep, into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message, that is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. Read with me verse 9. With your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. We're not operating from a righteousness that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith. Friends, it is not difficult. It is not that we have to go far or high or very deep to get this message. It is near to you, on your lips and in your heart. What is the essence of all of this? That if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Have you declared with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? Have you declared that Jesus is Lord of your life? That you have surrendered your will to his will? And you want all that he has for you? Have you tried it? For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Anyone anyone 
those people we think are lost, it's available to them. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It is simple, but it's not easy. Simple, but not easy. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Brothers and sisters, we are all sent. God is a sending God, and as such, we are sent to tell everyone the good news that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What propels you? What makes you want to tell others about your Lord? Is it the properties of God? Is it because we know God is always present? His omnipresence? He promises never to leave us. He tells us that. His word says that. We know he never slumbers or sleeps. He is always, God is always with us. And with our friends too. Can you help them make the connection? Is it the omniscience of God? That God knows what is in our hearts before we ask. We gladly preach and pray and claim that God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. We just love that scripture that we don't have to even know how to pray, but the Spirit intercedes for us, that, that they know everything. Is it the omnipotence of God? That nothing is impossible with God? There is no stronghold. There is nothing that the power of God cannot break. There is no addiction that the power of God cannot break. There is no low self-worth that the power of God cannot break. We can claim who we are in Jesus Christ. Is it the properties of God? Is that what you would want to share with someone? Or is it the promises of God? That God will supply all your needs according to his riches. That if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins, 
cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't it a great promise? Isn't it a great promise that if we forgive others of their sins, God will forgive us? Isn't it a wonderful promise that any weapon formed against you will not prevail? And every tongue that accuses you will be condemned? I love that promise. You know, people like to roast pastors, right? And, and so I take refuge in this promise. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Isn't that a great promise? Is that what you want to tell someone? Is that what propels you to tell? Perhaps, as you're thinking, it's the properties of God, the promises, or maybe it's just simply the presence of God. To know that God is with you in times of chaos. Do you know God is with you? When everything doesn't feel so right, do you know God is with you? Yes. When people aren't so kind, do you know God is with you? Is that why you want to tell somebody about Jesus? What propels you? Is it your love for people? Don't you want them to know? Don't you want them to have what you have, to know what you know, to feel what you feel? Brothers and sisters, how will they know if we don't tell them? How will they know? We, as magnetized children of God, are called to go and tell. We have the aroma of Christ. We go and tell. You see, the story is this. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us sitting here and our friends and neighbors, even those neighbors we don't so care for, this is available to them. And the just response for our failures is eternal separation from our creator. But while we are still sinners, Christ died for us, brought us into the flock, claimed us. Can we tell others the same story? Because if we believe in our hearts and confess with our lips that Jesus is Lord, we'll be saved. Can you go and tell? 
Will you let others know the story? It doesn't take a great act of anything. Just start where you are in your sphere of influence, the people you're around. Share the story. This week in M&M, we had um, little cards, a card game that we pick a, a person, a place, a problem, and a way to share our faith. And we practiced just sharing our faith. At first, it was so tough. Everybody thought, I can't do that. I don't know what to tell a bodybuilder at a coffee shop who is sad that he had a breakup in a bad relationship about Jesus. But we practice. We practice. Brothers and sisters, you can do it. Go and tell. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have given us such a wonderful story to tell. Give us the courage to tell it. Just one person this week, give us the courage to share it of your goodness and your greatness. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. For more information about First Church and our ministries, visit us online at welovefirst.church.